Hi everyone, welcome back to the MetBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of vascular dementia found under the neurology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 68-year-old man presents to his neurologist for a follow-up visit. He experienced a second ischemic stroke approximately six months ago and has minimal neurological deficits. He continues to take his aspirin, maximum intensity statin, and lisinopril. He is accompanied by his wife, who said he has been having trouble with planning or solving complex tasks. Physical exam is notable for impaired executive functioning. An MRI of the brain demonstrates cortical ischemic changes. Let's continue with an introduction to vascular dementia. Clinically, this is defined as dementia caused primarily by cerebrovascular disease. Conditions that are associated include Alzheimer's disease and depression. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that this is the second most common cause of dementia, and Alzheimer's disease is the most common cause. With regards to the etiology, this may be due to cerebrovascular disease or impaired cerebral blood flow. With regards to the pathogenesis, remember that cerebral infarction results in improper brain functioning. Moving on to the presentation, the main symptom will be cognitive decline. This will demonstrate impaired executive function, which is the most prominent finding, and a quote-unquote stepwise cognitive decline. In terms of further imaging, an MRI of the brain is indicated as the most sensitive for detecting ischemic changes. In terms of further studies, cognitive screening tests can include a Montreal Cognitive Assessment, or a MOCA. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about Alzheimer's disease, with differentiating factors being that episodic memory is prominently found, but there is impaired recollection of previous experiences. Also think about dementia with Lewy bodies. Differentiating factors for this disease include a fluctuating cognition, visual spatial dysfunction, which is a prominent finding, REM sleep behavior disorder, and visual hallucinations. With regards to treatment, remember that risk factor management is also important in managing vascular dementia. Medical options include acetylcholinesterase inhibitors. This is recommended for vascular dementia, and specific medications include donepezil, galantamine, and rivastigmine. And lastly, complications related to vascular dementia may include depression and impaired activities of daily living. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to vascular dementia, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 72-year-old man with a history of type 2 diabetes mellitus, hypertension, and hyperlipidemia presents to his primary care provider for concerns about his cognitive decline. His wife has noticed that he has a worsening ability to organize, plan, and exhibit impulse control over the last month. The patient states that he is able to complete his activities of daily living without assistance, but has some weakness of his left upper and lower extremities that began three months prior. He needs reminders from his wife about daily tasks to complete. He enjoys spending time with his spouse, playing cards with his friends, and taking daily walks around his neighborhood. 
His temperature is 98.2 degrees Fahrenheit, or 36.8 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 149 over 87. Pulse is 87 beats per minute. And respirations are 12 breaths per minute. Physical exam demonstrates an elderly man who is oriented to person, place, and time. He has 4 out of 5 left-sided weakness of the left upper and lower extremities and associated pronator drift of the left upper extremity. A mini mental status exam reveals that he is able to remember two out of three words after four minutes. He is able to appropriately draw a clock. A magnetic resonance imaging study of the brain is performed, which demonstrates white matter small vessel ischemic changes. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Alzheimer disease Choice 2. Mild cognitive impairment Choice 3. Normal aging Choice 4. Pseudodementia Or Choice 5. Vascular dementia The best answer to this question is Choice 5. Vascular dementia this patient with cardiovascular risk factors, such as hypertension, type 2 diabetes mellitus, and hyperlipidemia, who presents with sudden cognitive decline of executive function and neurologic symptoms consistent with vasculopathy and possible prior stroke given his neurologic exam, likely has vascular dementia, which can be corroborated with magnetic resonance imaging revealing white matter focal involvement consistent with vascular infarcts. Vascular dementia is a form of dementia that results from compromise of blood supply to the brain, such as minor strokes or microinfarcts to the white matter. These insults lead to worsening cognitive abilities and present classically as a stepwise decline, with sudden or sharp declines in cognitive function that occur at distinct periods of time, not gradually. The decline in cognitive function may include thinking, planning, self-control, and flexibility in thought. This is often associated with neurologic deficits as byproducts of these strokes. Unlike other forms of dementia, this presentation is stepwise. Treatment involves optimizing medical management to treat the underlying medical comorbidities, such as managing cardiovascular risk factors such as hypertension, type 2 diabetes mellitus, and hyperlipidemia. Other interventions include physical therapy or rehab for stroke symptoms and caregiver support at home. Magnetic resonance imaging will demonstrate focal white matter changes consistent with small vascular infarcts. The publication by Kahn et al. reviews the diagnosis and management of vascular dementia while including commentary on recent updates in the literature. They found that risk factors for vascular diseases such as stroke, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and smoking also raise the risk of vascular dementia. They thus recommend medical management of underlying medical comorbidities, such as hypertension, diabetes mellitus, or hyperlipidemia, as treatments for vascular dementia. Let's also discuss whether their choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Alzheimer disease is a form of dementia that presents with progressive forgetfulness as the first and most jarring clinical symptom followed by worsening visual or spatial recognition, and then worsening behavioral function. It is the most common in patients over the age of 75. 
it is not associated with focal deficits or weakness on neurological exam. Choice 2. Mild cognitive impairment is a stage between the expected cognitive decline of normal aging and forms of dementia. Patients and family members may notice problems with memory, thinking, or judgment, but they are not significant enough to cause interference with activities of daily living. Choice 3. Normal aging does not involve a noticeable decline in cognition and does not involve neurologic deficits. Declines are present, but are infrequent and do not impede activities of daily living. Choice 4. Pseudodementia is the result of untreated depression, which can present as forgetfulness in the elderly. This etiology can be distinguished by screening for signs or symptoms of depression, which might include sleep disturbance, anhedonia, lack of energy, increased or decreased appetite, fatigue, and or loss of concentration. These symptoms are absent in this case. Finally, a bullet summary. Vascular dementia presents with a stepwise decline in executive cognitive function and neurologic deficits in a patient with cardiovascular risk factors and is associated with magnetic resonance imaging findings, including white matter changes consistent with vascular infarcts. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 71-year-old man presents to his primary care physician with progressive memory loss over the past two years. His wife says that he woke up one morning and was not sure where he placed his keys, but she attributed it to him getting older. However, he continued to be forgetful about where he placed belongings. About 10 months later, he forgot the names of his grandchildren and still calls them the wrong names. Finally, about three months ago, he started repeatedly getting lost while driving to work and made the decision to retire. In between these episodes, the patient's memory has been stable. His past medical history is significant for hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and hyperlipidemia. He has smoked one pack of cigarettes per day for the last 40 years. His temperature is 98.7 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.1 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 155 over 95 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 88 beats per minute. Respirations are 13 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation on room air is 99%. Physical exam reveals a man who walks with a steady gait. He has 5 out of 5 strength in his upper and lower extremities. Cranial nerves 2 through 12 are intact. The patient has no sensory abnormalities detected. A recent hemoglobin A1c was 6.9%. Which of the following treatments would provide the greatest benefit for this patient's underlying condition? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Lisinopril Choice 2. Mimantine Choice 3. Metformin Choice 4. Rosuvastatin Or Choice 5. Supportive care only. The best answer to this question is Choice 1. Lisinopril This patient with multiple cardiovascular risk factors, such as hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, and smoking, who presents with a stepwise decline in his cognitive function, as evidenced by the episodes of discrete worsening of memory rather than a continuous decline, most likely has vascular dementia. 
hypertension is the most important risk factor for this disease and can be treated with lisinopril. Vascular dementia is caused primarily by cerebrovascular disease, where small cerebral infarcts result in decreased cognitive function. These vascular insults occur at discrete periods in time, resulting in a stepwise decline in cognitive function that can be traced to specific time periods. Risk factors for developing vascular dementia are similar to those for all other vascular diseases, with increasing age, male sex, black race, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, diabetes, and smoking as major factors. The strict control of blood pressure, glucose, lipids, and lifestyle factors are important in preventing further deterioration. The most important of these factors is hypertension, which should be aggressively controlled with antihypertensive medications. Specifically, in patients with comorbid diabetes, angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors such as lisinopril should be used due to their renoprotective effects. Note that weight loss is the most effective method of reducing blood pressure. Smoking cessation, avoidance of alcohol, and exercise can all reduce the risk of stroke as well. The publication by Venters et al. reviewed the clinical and genetic basis of vascular dementia. They found that cerebral amyloid angiopathy may combine synergistically with vascular factors to generate this disease. They recommend further research on the morphological brain changes induced by central nervous system hypoperfusion leading up to vascular dementia. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Memantine can be used in the treatment of Alzheimer's dementia and is primarily effective in preventing neuronal excitotoxicity. This disease presents with a gradual loss of cognitive function rather than a stepwise decline. In Alzheimer's dementia, the most prominent and first domain affected is usually memory. However, in patients with significant cardiovascular risk factors and a stepwise decline in function, vascular dementia is more likely. Choices 3 and 4. Metformin and rosuvastatin would also be important for the treatment of this patient as diabetes and dyslipidemia control are also risk factors for the progression of vascular dementia. However, hypertension is the most important risk factor that needs to be controlled and would offer this patient the greatest benefit. Also note that this patient's diabetes is comparatively better controlled with a hemoglobin A1c less than 7%. Choice 5. Supportive care only is the treatment for prion diseases such as Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease but these diseases are rapidly progressive and would not present over the longer course of two years. Patients present with a rapid decline in cognitive abilities with subsequent death over a period of weeks to months. Finally, a bullet summary. The most important intervention in patients with vascular dementia is blood pressure control with weight loss and antihypertensive medications such as lisinopril. That's all for this review about vascular dementia. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, 
we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.